0: And fanatic. Hey everyone, it's Ben Waz and the other Ben. Uh we're here today talking more sports, more sports and more sports. Ben, what do you want to talk about?
1: Let's do it. Let's talk about football. There's uh it's been a a weird off season. Yes. I feel like weird is the is the word I would use to describe it. Yes,
0: 100%. And um there's so much going on with, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to end up in the Jets uniform? Uh, what's up with this Lamar Jackson saying he wants to play for the Patriots? I mean, all kinds of stuffs going on. People switching teams left and right. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is now a Patriot. I mean, um, Gaseki from the Miami Dolphins, which is an awesome pickup, by the way, for the the Patriots. I thought that was a great one. What do you think?
1: Uh, sure. Well, first of all, I agree, Geseki. I think he's a good pickup for the Pats. They got rid of Johnu Smith. And who his contract. They signed, yeah, they <laughs> signed him to a big free agent contract. Didn't do anything. He was completely invisible. But was uh, it him offense? or was it Matt Patricia? Uh, definitely a combo. Yeah. But even the year before, when um, Josh McDaniels was in charge of the offense, they never got Smith going. He never got into a rhythm in the offense. They would bring him in for like a play here and there to run an end around or something. But you never got to see that that red zone threat that he was in Tennessee. He caught like eight or nine touchdowns in the year before his free agency. So they got rid of him, dumped his contract. That was. That was big for the Patriots and um, Gasicki's. I I like the the idea of Gasicki coming in because he's a passing game threat. Yes, they he he can line up in the slot and out wide and and he's like a big receiver. They'll just throw him pass. They'll throw him passes. So I think that's important. Anything they can do to upgrade the passing game, they desperately need it.
0: Yeah, I think we still have. Twenty million dollars that we could spend, and they haven't done anything with it. So I'm kind of sitting back, biting my teeth, going, "What are you doing? Do something." I mean, I like what they've done, but I'm like, "Come on, man! There's there's more you can do. You got twenty million, and they've already signed all all the free agents they wanted, like that were going to leave us, that we wanted. We got them back, so we still have twenty million dollars, and there's so many people out there I want you to get. I'm like, just go get this defender, go get the you know. But that's just me as a fan, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I, I I'm pretty bummed that um, McCordy's retiring. You know, I think that's just. It's tough to see a guy who's the cornerstone of your defense, you know, call it quits. And it's going to be an adjustment. They have some, you know, they have like Duggar. They have some good young players that can jump into to the role. but And they re-signed Jonathan Jones, which I think is huge because he's another uh, rock that they have in the secondary. That They just need guys like that to, to step up. And then um, Smith-Schuster, I think that's awesome. I think he's got a higher ceiling than Jacoby Myers. Myers was great. Would have loved to have him back, but he's that classic Patriots player where they outperform their draft status, in his case, undrafted, and then they earn themselves a big contract. And it's like go get your money, man. Like yeah. no hard feelings. You did great. I mean, who wouldn't want to go play in Las Vegas? Like right. that's awesome. Right. And he gets to go play with Josh McDaniels, Jimmy G. They got Devontae Adams. So uh the the ability for Jacoby Myers to be to not he doesn't have to be the number one receiver in the offense there. They got a good running game with Josh Jacobs. He was the league leader in rushing. So I don't blame Myers. He got a good contract to go play for Vegas. You know, um, you know, have at it. But the fact that we brought in a guy like Smith Schuster, high profile, he's got a, a 4- fourteen hundred yard season on his resume. Yep. I th- I think it's great. Yep. Um, he's if if we're expecting him to be the number one receiver, the Steelers tried that, and I don't think it worked out. Yeah, no. and and. So if we can bring in someone else to to be the main guy, like Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, or maybe Jerry Judy from the Broncos, another rumored guy, yep, or uh, someone in the draft. We got the fourteenth pick. Yeah, I think it's a good a good move. I mean, he's young; he's only twenty six years old. I think. Yeah, he's twenty six. Great. And,
0: um, his um, run after the catch is better than uh, Jacoby's. Sure. So I think Jacoby's average three point five and. Schuster is six point five, so I mean that's kind of an upgrade.
1: That's great, yeah, way better playmaking ability. I think Myers was really consistent for the offense because they didn't really have a lot of other options, and so they basically ran the offense through him. He, I thought of Myers' role almost like an extension of the running game, where on first down they'll dump it off to him uh, for four yard gains, and, and you know, but Smith Schuster scores touchdowns and he runs after the catch. Those are the two. Uh, explosive playmaking uh, factors that they need in the offense desperately. Like they need guys to uh, make explosive chunk plays like running after the catch and they need guys to catch touchdowns in the red zone. Myers didn't even score a touchdown until like two seasons ago. Yeah, And I mean, he scored a few last year, but he that's just never been his thing. He doesn't, he doesn't catch touchdowns, so I think this is much better. The for the Patriots, Smith Schuster has like three times as many touchdown catches as Jacoby Myers in his career. Yeah, and so it's a way bigger upset upside play for for similar money.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think that that was a good pickup for us. Uh, like I said, I like Juszczyk, Gi- I think that's a great one. Um, and our offense stalled in the red zone so many times last year, and with these players, they are they're better options than what we have. So I think it's definitely an upgrade, and we should see uh, more touchdowns from these people. I, I, I'm kind of on the fence about this whole Lamar Jackson to the Patriots. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm on the fence, too. I mean, okay, so Lamar Jackson's amazing. Like, he's electric. He uh, would be a perfect fit for the Patriots. They like to run the ball. They, he's dynamic. He, he threw 36 touchdowns and, and six interceptions when he won the MVP in 2019 in his second season and he ran for over a 1,000 yards twice uh, o- over the last couple years. And when he missed the last six games of the season last year, you could see the negative impact that that had on the Ravens' offense. I mean, he's just so dynamic. Yes, I want him on the Patriots. The cost is going to be ridiculous, yeah. and I can't see that the Patriots going
0: for that. No, Bill ain't going to do
1: that. <laughs> the, the, the options are you can sign him to a contract, and The Ravens have the option to match the deal or they can let him walk and take two first round picks from the team that signs him because that's how the non-exclusive franchise tag works. Or they can trade for him where you're probably trading like a first round pick or two and Mac Jones, who you spent the 15th overall pick on years ago and i mean if you're making a trade you're probably like giving up other draft picks in there maybe like a second round or something like that and then you have to sign him to a massive contract which is probably going to be the top of the top of the market value for for a quarterback extension which is probably 45 50 million dollars a year i mean that investment is just unconscionable you're you're like mortgaging everything to yeah. sign this guy so yeah. is it worth it if you're going after a player like Lamar Jackson, yes. But I don't see the Patriots doing that.
0: No, I don't see that at all. I mean, I think they're going to go with Mac Jones. I think they're going to try and, like, have him. This is a year where we actually have a, a, a person that does offensive uh, coordinating and not Matt Patricia, who was a defensive coordinator. So we have someone that, like, can actually put plays together and get schemes together that way, can, you know, do, do the tight end set, use Mac Jones' ability to get the ball out. Um So I think that's where we're going to go. I think we're probably going to pick up either a wide receiver in the draft or, you know, Belichick's not done. Everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But like he said, it's early. We don't play until September. Just chill out. So I agree with him. I'm like, just everybody's panicking over nothing. I mean, we're going to be fine.
1: I'll give you a deadline. If nothing happens, if if the draft comes and goes and maybe they make a couple selections, take a... A couple offensive linemen, a couple D linemen, maybe a wide receiver or two, a cornerback or two. Great, but if nothing significant happens and the draft comes and goes, then maybe we can start panicking oh, yeah. and ringing the alarm about the Patriots because oh. there's definitely there there are a lot of rumors about guys like Hopkins and Judy and like stuff like that. You know, players available that would change the offense and and make the team. You know. Uh, more competitive but you know the the draft is a time where if it doesn't happen by then then we can start really worrying I think yeah Odell, Beckham. Odell yep.
0: Beckham's out there and no the, nothing's happened with him yet so I mean but I think he wants like starter money and he's not even though he was hurt he's like oh, I want big money and you know, Bill, Bill Belichick's not gonna do that he's gonna be like look you know I'll give you a one year show me you can do it and I'll maybe pay you later on but I don't I just don't see us getting back up, I think we're going to be like, no, you know, you're coming off an ACL <laughs> I mean, You know, it, you could be out for the rest of the year next. You know, in one pop. So
1: yeah, so Odell would be another guy who'd be great. I mean, he he's a, he's an amazing receiver. The cost is going to be high. There's a lot of question marks about injury. Same with DeAndre Hopkins. Missed a bunch of games. You saw the difference in the Cardinals' offense from how good they were with Hopkins and Kyler Murray. He was, was hurt now. He's probably yeah. going to miss the season. But you saw the difference how good they were when they added Hopkins, and then last year when he missed so many games, you could see how much worse their offense was. They couldn't execute the way that they did when he's on the field. He's a game changer, but, I mean, there's also question marks in terms of costs and uh, and health status, so I don't... Know exactly if there's a a, a, re, a, a perfect solution.
0: Yeah, no. I, I I think maybe Belichick goes a different route. Maybe he tries to poach one of the Cincinnati Bengals uh, receivers. Uh, there's so many options out there. I wish we maybe we got Brandon Cook back. I, a seventh rounder went to Dallas. I mean, we could have done that. I mean, you know, the, I yeah, think Yeah, he's pitchers- going in
1: to be the number two receiver in Dallas, and it's a perfect fit for him. It would have been nice to see him come back here instead.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm kind of shocked that they let. Zeke Elliott go I was I was like what I mean he was with the Dallas Cowboys but, but I see their point he really wasn't doing it I mean they're paying him tons of money and Zeke wasn't the Zeke that you know went on his rookie contract Zeke was like oh okay, he was mediocre
1: yeah I don't think he was willing to take a pay cut and um Tony Pollard's the the guy in the backfield for them now so yeah um I think Zeke he you know I just hope he doesn't go to like the bills
0: because
1: yeah. whenever there's a good player that's available I hope they go to like the west coast of the <laughs> nfc just as far away from the patriots as possible so that they're not a threat but yeah i mean there's still some options out there and there's a lot of off season left to go so yep um yeah hopefully the, the, they got some tricks up their sleeve for the draft i want i want to see a big trade go down on, during draft time maybe bring in deandre hopkins and and send a second round pick or something see right. i don't know how it's going to work out but
0: Right, or at least pick up like two more defensive linemen. I mean, I'd like to see them get like you know, to give Clowney a chance. I mean, you know, he he didn't do good in Cleveland, but I mean, you could bookend in New England, and you know, he might have a, a better season. I mean,
1: yeah, I would um, love to see someone opposite Judon that that, that can, um, you know, a dynamic pass rusher, edge guy that can come in and and compliment him. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, just anybody, just you know, extra bodies in in the rotation to. To spell judon and and when you you look at the eagles they can rotate guys in they have a huge rotation of of pass rushers and and by the fourth quarter guys don't get tired because they can come in for like a play or two and then cycle out and it's a really it's a really smart way to to organize your defense yeah
0: yep Inter- interchangeable pieces like we used to do Definitely. Know? when we had roosevelt uh, roosevelt collins and we had all those players, like, we just kept on rotating, rotating, rotating. And we wore down offenses you now. Yep. And we got away from that. I don't know why.
1: but Yeah, I think we need a, another, we need, like, the next Rob Ninkovich to come in and compliment Judon. Yeah. Or something like that. Or Bruce just Keith. a steady guy. Yeah, steady linebacker or edge guy that can just come in and, and, and be, like, a rock for the for the front seven. That'd be cool.
0: So, moving on, let's move on to the NBA. What's up with the Celtics? I mean, they went from number one to... Like falling off the map. I mean, they
1: better beat the Bucks. Is that uh, tonight or tomorrow? I think, I think it's, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. They better beat the Bucks.
0: We just lost to the Wizards. I mean, <laughs> under I mean, that wizard. wasn't even close. No, under wizard. They said it was a a, a lag from the travel. I mean, come on, stop it. Boo, freaking who? Stop it! You guys make millions of dollars. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I grant you're gonna make the playoffs. I mean, I can't really complain. You guys did great. I mean, oh, but. All I keep on hearing is like complaining, complaining, complaining about the Boston fan base. and the, You know what? Not not all the fans are good. Like, get over it. I mean, you, you're going to have bad fans everywhere you go. And if you're going to focus on just the bad fans, like like Jalen Brown. Like, he was like, oh, you know, he got the 41 points. And the crowd went crazy for him because they wanted to show his the love for him. They wanted to show him appreciation. And he kind of poo-pooed him. And I was like, wow, you're kind of a jerk. Like, they're showing you that they really do care for you, that not all the fans here are bad and you're like, oh eh, whatever." It's like, "Well, Yo, you know what? You know, if you don't want to be here, then, then just say the word, man. Get get gone." I mean, like stop judging all our fan base on a few idiots. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, I don't think all you all players are stupid like LeBron. I don't like LeBron, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just think that when the Celtics play down to their competition like that and get blown out by a team like the Wizards, it is not a good sign because the playoffs are right around the corner and yeah when you're going on the road in the playoffs, it's really hard to win in the NBA. Yeah. And if you're playing down to the competition, you're going to get creamed by teams like the Bucks. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's just ugly. Even, even like, uh, even the Knicks, you know, like if you match up with a team like the Knicks, are you going to, are you going to, uh, you know, are you going to let them steal a couple games in Boston? And then all of a sudden you're screwed, you yeah. know, like <laughs> yep. it makes me nervous. I mean, they don't, they they were they were so electric to start the season and and they came out so strong like after the whole situation with the Udoka and and you know they they really got worked by the warriors in the finals last year Tatum yeah. looked ugly Jalen Brown couldn't dribble the ball without s- uh, bouncing it off of his foot and uh, then they came out and they looked great and and looked like they answered some questions Malcolm Brogdon's obviously a perfect fit and one yeah. of the six man of the year candidates white and, uh yep, Derek White, I mean, he's he's so, so steady. He's obviously a perfect fit for the team. But, I don't know, something's not clicking right now, and it makes me really nervous about the postseason. I just, I, I, I need to see them get back to the finals because if they can't run it back after last year, then that would be a, a that would be a disappointment to me. Yeah. It'd be like the Bruins in 2018. You, they got all the way to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. You had it at home, and you got blown out. And, and you blew... Your best opportunity, and now they finally have a chance to like go back and and recapture that. But you have to come through you, because you can't look back and say that was our best chance. Like I think that that's an that's an L. Yeah. You have you have to have a couple years where you're getting back to the finals, getting back to that point, make a couple year run out of it. If you just have one season where you make it all the way to the finals and then that's it, I think then you blew your chance.
0: Yeah, you can't get a defeatist attitude. You know, if, if you get there and then you know you lose the next year you can't be like oh well that was our good chance that was it and then then it's your mindset that you're never gonna you know you already lost like no matter what you do you're gonna be like oh i can't make it to the playoffs then you're gonna find ways to lose yeah and and Uh, teams can find ways to lose
1: yeah you can get to the finals and lose and then come back the next season and 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 come back even stronger and and hungrier and 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 you know, lo- looking forward to to making clutch plays in the fourth quarter and and things like that. Living living for those moments. Like I want to see the Celtics step up and clobber these teams. At the end of, of the regular season last year, they were murdering teams, yeah. dropping like 140, 150 points, winning by 30 points. Like they were ready to go when the postseason came around. Yeah. And then they beat teams like the Bucks and 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 you know they they almost in the heat. Yeah. They got they got the monkey off their Back with the heat and it's like it's not the same energy for the celtics it's it's backwards so you know, you
0: know what that reminds me of when the celtics beat the lakers we popped like 40 points at the end of the game four like we beat them by like 40 smashed them like destroyed them then uh, kobe bryant could have been like you know what like, wow this we're not going to be able to beat this team but then he came back and they beat us the following year so i mean you know he, totally he was like nope you know way better than that
1: they won two in a row
0: yeah so that's the thing. I mean, he came back with the mentality like, no we're better than that. And we're going to, we're going to crush them.
1: And he yeah. Did. Yeah. Tatum's hero, Kobe Bryant. I mean, you got to channel that, that mentality of like, you know, there's nobody going to stop me. Michael Jordan. Do you think Michael Jordan would just be like, uh, well we had a good season last year, you know? So, yeah. you know, yeah, when take made- taking teams lightly on the way into the playoffs. I mean, I just don't, no. I, I, I don't, feel like the energy with the Celtics is is sitting right right now. You know who does have good energy going into the playoffs? The Boston Bruins. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. They were on fire. I mean, they lost last night, but um, they're on fire. They got, like, the best record in the uh, NHL. They surpassed the, the historical Bruins records. I mean, they're just smashing stuff. It, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they, they went on, like, a 10-game win streak a couple weeks ago, and then they had a few losses, but then they went right back into it and had another what like eight or nine game win streak yep. to follow it up so i mean i think they're they're ready to go and and the goaltending is strong and i mean i just can't stop looking at their record they have 119 points Yeah, toronto's in second place in the uh in the atlantic division 22 points behind yeah. it's yeah, they're unreal just, they're
0: on fire they're, just, they're finding ways to win what was it? the other day they played was it carolina which is the second best team and like we were shorthanded. We didn't have uh, Martian. We didn't have Lindholm. And we didn't have Bergeron. And we still ended up winning. So it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, when I, I just think the hockey playoffs are so different from, like, the basketball playoffs where in basketball you kind of expect the favorites to win. Yeah. It's hard to win on the road in the NBA in the playoffs. But the favorites, they get home court advantage. Maybe they steal one on the road and then, you know, they win in five or six games. In the NHL, the eighth seed can beat the one seed every day. Oh, yeah. day. Oh yeah, and has on the times. road. Yep, and so I think the Bruins looking strong going to the postseason. It's a good sign; they're ready to go. They're not going to succumb to weaker teams, and they're 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 proving they're a true contender.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And like it's all three lines; like uh, they're all just like the rotation of the lines are just so dominant. I mean, no matter what line they put out there, you have to fear them. You're like, oh my god. I mean, and then we got Seamless. people coming back. We got Hall coming back. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be rough. The teams are going to face us, and it's going to be rough for them.
1: Yeah, a huge factor in the playoffs in hockey is is goaltending too. I mean, yeah. having one of the the top performers of the season as yeah. your as your guy going into the playoffs that's that's a difference maker that can win teams championships like like Tim Thomas was for the yeah. Bruins and yeah. and I mean it happens to many teams where their goalie just catches fire, he becomes a brick wall, and he carries the team through to the championship. Like so I think even Tuca a couple years ago in twenty eighteen, he, he sort of fell off in the at the end of the finals there and and they lost to the Blues. But um I, I put that loss more on the on the the forwards. But anyways, to digress, I think like even guys like Tuca when they step up in the playoffs he carried them all the way to the Eastern Conference Championship and, and into the finals and that's just a difference maker you you can't find another position on the ice that has that big of an impact in the playoff, and I think we got that guy in Allmark, Allmark. So, yep. I mean, should be ready to go.
0: Yeah, he made a save that night. I was watching that Carolina game, and it was just amazing. I was like, like what? How did he do? He just shot his hand up, and it, like it should have been a goal, and his hand just shot up real quick and caught the, the puck, and I went, oh my god.
1: The dude's in the <laughs> and, zone.
0: Yeah, it was it was really good. I was like, holy crap. Then they had um. It went into the overtime, and they had the shootout, and the, the Bruins were just they were just too much. They they just made them look stupid. Yeah. Go
1: us. Yeah. And and the Bruins lost last night two to one to Nashville at home, which is a disappointment. But I mean the the Nashville goalie he stopped thirty five shots, and um, I you know come the the Bruins had a, had a seven game win streak going to that game, so you know eventually yeah. you know here and there you're gonna drop one. Right. At least they didn't get blown out by 20 points uh, to the Washington Wizards, no. you know? like yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> there, there's a difference there. So yeah. I, I think this loss that the Bruins had yesterday, it's not ringing alarm bells like the Celtics lost yesterday.
0: No, I agree. I agree. That that was uh, ridiculous that they lost to the, the Washington Wizards. I mean, a, a depleted Washington Wizards. It wasn't even at full strength.
1: I mean... At least be competitive. I mean, it's just ugly. They're down... Like 16 points at halftime, and the game was over. Yeah, it just got worse from there. I mean, it's just embarrassing.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, do something. Do something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is that the theme of New England sports in the last like two months? Like, come on, do something. Do something. The meme with the stick, you know, know, poking. Do something. Move. (laughs) Have some life. I mean, like,
0: I, I, everybody's like, oh, the Patriots, yeah, we haven't done nothing since Tom Brady left. I mean, everybody's like, oh, you know, it's the curse of Tom Brady. Stop it. Not the curse of Tom Brady. We <laughs> we haven't had good coaching. Like you know, we have Belichick, and then like his staff has just been mediocre. And then our players have been mediocre. We we stopped going out and getting the talent that we used to be able to get. I mean, and it's crazy. We used to be able to pull like all this talent and like get them on the field. And like for some reason, Belichick's like, yeah, I don't need that. I'm like, no, go out there and get those people. Yeah. You know, get those people. Get the get the stars. Get the people that that crush people. You know, I mean. Remember, you got clock killing A.J. Dillon. You got, you know, you got all these people, (laughs) you know, you know, I mean, I mean, Corey Dillon, sorry, (laughs) but um, you did, you went out, you got these people and you, you made the team strong. And like, all of a sudden, like Brady left and you're like, yeah, well, we don't, you do, you do, you need them. You need names.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's really important to remember that Mac Jones was a rookie of the year candidate in two years ago when he was with Josh McDaniels, who's an actual competent credentialed offensive coordinator with with a dynamic system and scheme and last year was a fucking joke i mean matt patricia i don't even know like one thing that he contributed to the offense in a positive direction i mean mac jones was running for his life the offensive line was in shambles they're making changes and uh in terms of the coaching scheme and personnel and so i think this last year i'm hoping that it's just we're, we're going to find out that it really was just a, a joke of a year. It's like the Jaguars with Urban Meyer. Yeah. Look, look at Trevor Lawrence this year compared to his rookie year. Night and day. <laughs> yeah. Trevor Lawrence played great. They made the playoffs. They had that massive comeback. And I think they, they succumbed to the Chiefs because the Chiefs are ridiculously good. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked great. It was obviously that Urban Meyer was the problem there. Yeah. And they got rid of him, and everything changed. So with Bill O'Brien, he's a real offensive coach who's been doing it for a long time, proven that his system works. He knows what he's doing. He's worked, I don't know if he's worked with Mac Jones before. I think their timeline overlapped slightly, but Jones was entering the NFL as Brian O'Brien was coming into Alabama. But they know each other. Anyway, so this season, if Mac Jones doesn't come through this time, then we'll have the answer that maybe he's not as good as we hope that he can be. Yeah. But. Go Zappé. I <laughs> I think like the offense last year was so broken. They were hurting themselves. They would dri- they would put together a great drive and then throw an interception in the end zone. Yeah. That's that that was not Patriots ball last year. Totally turnover prone. Usually they they're the ones that win the turnover battle and even if they're not dropping 35 points like the Chiefs are, they can play mistake-free football and control the clock and win games in the fourth quarter i think they're capable of that and i think mac jones if they can you know give him a good pocket and and uh a more dynamic scheme and more play playmakers around him i think he's going to be fine
0: Uh, he better be because buffalo's good miami just got better and the jets if they get aaron Rodgers, i mean we're looking at like number four in the the division so we need to you need to mac jones to be like you know what i am mac jones i am that damn good and you know make us not fourth and
1: yeah, I mean, he won. He won the national championship at Alabama. He's no joke. So I yeah. want to see him uh, return to you know top form. Rookie, yeah, rookie, rookie of the year candidate for him. He was he was good that year. Let's see it again. Yep,
0: yeah, I agree. So opening day is coming up. What is uh, for baseball? What is it tomorrow?
1: Tomorrow at two p.m.
0: Nice. So what do you think of the Reds? I
1: it, it's opening day, so I'm trying to be optimistic because it's a long summer and you know baseball season's back so let's let's be optimistic i think they have some good players did their lineup looks league? decent <laughs> did you ever
0: see major league <laughs> I, um
1: i don't know why do you ask
0: because <laughs> it seems like this is the red Sox version of major league like all the fans are sitting around going who are these bumps <laughs> like what you know we suck you know <laughs> you know I, they got names. They do have names. They have a bunch of names. So much for
1: optimism. I'm just saying, we got like
0: we got all these names, but they were names ten years ago. So uh, I'm just saying. I mean, Chris Sale, Kluber, Jansen, they okay. were great.
1: Let's just say, for the sake of optimism, optimism, Chris Sale is back. I okay? will. Okay, that's a good start, right? Yeah. He's just back on the field. Yeah. That's like good, right?
0: Right, but has he rode a bicycle yet? <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> has he hurt himself yet? I mean I mean he's like Rob Gronkowski, I mean the glass. I mean every other day someone's breaking something. I mean so I'm wait I'm just waiting sitting back on someone's gonna get hurt. Someone's gonna get hurt <laughs> You know? So our pitching staff looks great. Like they got Paxton. I mean we have these Austin Jansen. jansen Austin had 40
1: sa- over forty saves last year.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying that I mean, we look on paper like we should have a very good year
1: cory kluber two times cy young award winner
0: right 10 years
1: ago. <laughs> so we're back when they were still called the indians right so, <laughs> so
0: these guys were were all stars and names and people wanted them on their teams. we got them but we got them when they're still good or we got them where it's just like we're just scraping the bottom of the pile going all right you were a name at one time let's get you out there you know I'm gonna buy the jerseys because you know what, you know it's gonna be worth some money.
1: <laughs> okay, let's be optimistic. Did you see Masataka Yoshida in the World Baseball Classic?
0: I can't even say that. <laughs> okay, let's just call
1: him Yoshida. Okay, we're gonna say Yoshi. That. Yoshi, we'll go with Yoshi.
0: No, I did not see Yoshi.
1: Uh, yeah, he set the World Baseball Classic record for 13 RBIs during the tournament. Nice. Japan won; they beat USA in the finals. Oh, tiny
0: struck out. Um, I forget his name
1: mike trout yes struck out his la angels teammate in the final out i mean whoever the uh script writers are for the world baseball classic they really nailed it this time but yoshida i mean he looks like the total package at the plate he he just looks like he's a pro he was hitting behind otani in the lineup in the wbc for japan and he was clutch uh in the semifinal game against mexico He had a three-run home run to tie it in the seventh inning. They went on to win the game. And then, um, you know, he just hitting behind Otani, he was money. And so the Red Sox are going to have him batting cleanup. And just to run through their um, projected opening day lineup, uh, Verdugo, Devers, Justin Turner, Yoshida, Adam Duvall, Tristan Casas, Christian Arroyo, Reese McGuire, Kike Hernandez. And so, I mean, I think that's a solid, like, you know, middle of the order. Devers... Who, by the way, is the highest-paid player in Red Sox history now? And then he's Justin Turner.
0: <laughs> why are we paying a third baseman so much money? Uh, Listen, because Devers, he's one good. of the
1: best players. He's one of the best hitters in the in the majors. No,
0: No why we did it? Because we let everybody walk, and we feel that we had to lock him up.
1: Damage so control. It's damage control. So we <laughs> gave him a
0: bunch of money to, to ease the pain from all the people walking from us. And you know what? I love you, Devers, but you don't deserve that much money. You're a third baseman.
1: I disagree. I think he. I think he's worth it. Uh, i think i think he's got that david ortiz level of 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 power and so i'm hoping you know and then the, behind you know so they're gonna have like devers in, in the two spot potentially looks like and uh and then they got justin turner i mean he's just a seasoned veteran he's gonna dh so i mean i th- i think that's a solid pickup he's obviously not it's not like when they had ortiz and Ramirez in the three four spot i mean obviously i, I saw them but. I, saw them,
0: I saw them in Dodger Town uh, when they won the first World Series with uh, Johnny Damon in them. I actually saw them because I, I, I bought tickets to go watch the Dodgers versus the Red Sox. And um, Ortiz and Ramirez were doing batting practice. And it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, they were hitting that thing so far. They were telling the golfing, like, there was a golfing place where you could sit and have coffee and stuff. They were telling them they had to move. <laughs> like, You're going to get hurt. So they made a move, and it
1: was awesome. That's great. Those awesome. guys are legends. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so I mean, and then the Red Sox have um, Adam Duvall playing center field. They uh, Duval. just just two years ago. <laughs> is that the um, the Jaguars' cry? Yeah, Duvall. Yep, it is. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars' uh, rally cry Duval from Duvall Duval County. Good for them. They have a good team now. Congratulations. Uh, so yeah, um, Duvall. Just two years ago, when the Braves won the championship, he hit 38 homers and 113 RBIs. I mean. That was just two years ago he's, he's not I don't think you know he's done and and I, I think this is a good op- this is a, obviously a good opportunity for him to prove that he's not done. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So I want to see some of these guys who have history of, of production and pop come through for the middle of the lineup and then Tristan Casas, I mean he's a major prospect for the Red Sox. They need him to step up That's, this is like probably the X factor in the lineup for the Red Sox. First baseman, Tristan Casas. He's a rookie of the year candidate, even though he's been in the majors the way that baseball handles rookie classification. He still counts as a rookie. 23 years old, 6'4, 250 pounds. He hit uh, 333 with four homers and 10 RBIs in spring training, OPS of 1.013. And um, last year, he only hit 197 in the regular season, but that's only 76 at bats. So I think this is like the prime x-factor for the red sox lineup the guy like when he's at the plate and that left-handed uppercut swing he looks like a power hitter like a classic left-handed power hitter like and i think if if the red sox are gonna you know win the division and and set their sights on the playoffs this is the guy that needs to step up and and come through he's a plate disciplined guy he's not a swing and miss at everything you know strikeout or home run kind of guy and so i think he he could potentially be the 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 next you know uh, great uh, offensive player on the Red Sox. Nice. They they need him to be that guy.
0: Nice. We we need to do some. I, I you know I really think that we have the potential to finish in last place.
1: Of course, <laughs> you know, absolutely.
0: We really do. Oh, oh we're going to be one of those teams that it's just we come out of the box and we just start rocking it. And then um, I'd like to think that that's us. You know, I I would. Pitching pitching pitch wins championships. I I. I think that we've done a lot with it comes to pitching, especially in our bullpen. We've upgraded our bullpen tremendously with all the acquisitions. So we'll see.
1: I I, I will say that I think there could potentially be a slow start for the pitching staff because they have some injuries. Like Garrett Wicklock is going to miss like the first week and a half or two weeks, and then um, uh, James Paxson he's not coming back till I think May. And so yes, but they're not going to have the full staff ready to go but i still think they have they have enough guys enough of a team together where they should be able to beat you know uh you know the lesser teams in the league get off to a solid start i mean and then then they have to do better against the al east opponents this year they were dreadful against them last year i think they won three games against the blue jays all season and then the yankees i mean they just got beat up by them too so i think the only there's only one direction for the team to go and so i think they're going to play better this year
0: here is your boston red sox bubble gum and band-aids baby (laughs) (laughs)
1: let's
0: stick together come on guys
1: well at least we have kike hernandez at shortstop doesn't that make you happy my
0: hot leaps (laughs) just playing i'm a red sox diehard so i'm really hoping that they do well um so if you guys are listening to this Don't be like, "Wow, this guy's a jackass." No, (laughs) I actually I want to root for you. It's just it's really hard when I look at the other teams around us, like the Yankees, even the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Tampa Bay, even Baltimore, even the Orioles. Yeah, yeah, that's our opponent to start the season. I mean, Baltimore was upgraded. I mean, and I just think that you know we went about the off season where we let a lot of people walk that were like big names and you know really the heart of the Red Sox and
1: traded Vasquez last year
0: we just let everybody walk off and we're like all right bye we'll see you later you know here you go and i'm like what are you doing i mean even martinez we let him go i mean i mean he loved playing in boston it was like his dream to finish his career here and we we're like nah yeah, nah you can just go so i hope turner is better than martinez
1: yeah i just hope, hope these guys can produce and uh, you know avoid long slumps and just win some ball games i mean there's so many times in the past couple seasons, other than like, what was it, 18, 2018, 2018. when we won the World Series? Yep. Other than that season, you know, I hate when you turn on the Red Sox like 20 minutes late because you're busy or whatever, and they're already down 4 nothing, yeah. 6 nothing. It's yep. like, at least just be competitive. Yeah. Don't get blown out in the first inning. Yep. Um, don't, don't get no hit. Don't right. lose with one hit. You know, just be productive and um, maybe a little more plate discipline and uh, plate discipline and uh longevity by the by the team, and I think I think they'll go a lot further. It's kind of like the Patriots in a sense that like we hurt ourselves a lot, and I think that they will have a better season just based on the fact that they'll be more disciplined. <laughs> you know.
0: But you know what happens when you shoot yourself in the foot too much?
1: What's that? No foot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope they keep it together. <laughs> Don't tie your old shoes together, right? <laughs>
0: Well, is there anything else you'd like to add in this episode?
1: I want to see the Patriots trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Let's see it.
0: I'd like to see them trade for one of the people from Cincinnati. So uh, let's see that.
1: T Higgins, that would be awesome. Yeah,
0: I'd like to see. I'd like to see someone younger. I think to grow with Mac Jones. I mean, Judy uh, Hopkins is older, and I mean he's a veteran, sure. and it's great. But I'd love to see like a bond, like Judy and.
1: He played with Judy at Alabama. Yeah, that would so they, be awesome.
0: You know, I mean, let's get them in there. That's what they did with. Um, cincinnati they got the guy that he played with so let's try and do something like that you know or or if not you know get someone from from cincinnati that's young and you know like build it build it together you know
1: yeah i don't know why judy's available with the from the broncos i mean because he's a good young player but if he's available let's jump on it
0: yeah gotta go for it so anything else you want to say that's it we can do this all right so uh optimism optimism (laughs) that's the word of the day guys when it comes to any of the Boston teams (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. optimism
1: (laughs) see not everyone's bad in Boston
0: (laughs) all right we're optimistic all right right. well we'll see you next we'll talk well you'll hear us next time on First and Fanatic